You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. guys, welcome back to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I am your host, Claire O'Brien, nurse practitioner, and I'm here today with Allison Brennan. She is a pharmacist here in Nashville, and she has created, literally created, and we're going to talk about that, her own skincare line called Imogene and Company. Um, and I have actually met her in person. I feel like we are kindred spirits. And so I'm so thrilled uh, that you're taking the time. Hey, Allison, thanks for being here. Hello, friend. I'm so glad to see your face. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm today a little bit running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I took a vacation last week and then, you know, you kind of always pay for it when you come back. So here we are. Always. So yeah. tell everybody a little <laughs> bit about kind of your background as a pharmacist and what you do now, because you still, you're still working very much in the pharmaceutical, um, you know, part of the hospital. So t- kind of tell everybody what your, what your background is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's keep, let, let's start at the beginning to keep it brief. All right. So I am a uh, neuro critical care pharmacist. Basically what that is, is a pharmacist in uh, a, specific, a specific area uh-huh. in a hospital setting um, for neurology patients. So your, um, your hemorrhagic stroke patients, your ischemic stroke patients, your seizure patients, things like that. That's mainly where my bread and butter in pharmacy lies. Yeah. But I've been a pharmacist for um, 15 years. So graduated from Ole Miss for pharmacy school. And I am currently pharmacist in Nashville. And um, yeah, so so really focusing in the neuro- neurology space for patients and um, in a hospital setting. And so I would say three years ago. Um, well, before that I became a mom and my daughter is about to be five. And uh-huh. I mean, you, you know, you become a mom and it shakes your whole world up and yeah. your schedule and your career. And so I really started to focus on having a balance between my career and being able to spend time with her as a newborn. So I transitioned into um, pharmacy management. Uh-huh. So I left the hospital I was working at at the time and went to a sister hospital in the pharmacy management space. And I was a clinical manager of um, a, a group of pharmacists for, uh, gosh, about, about three years. Um, two and a half, three years. And during that time, how I kind of took a left turn in life was um, I remember I was like 38 years old and I looked in the mirror one day and was like, oh my gosh, I need to start taking care of my skin. Right. right. <laughs> I am Southern. I am, I am from Mississippi. I am a sun worshiper. Um, and so I basically just looked at my skin in the mirror. I was like, okay, we need to start doing something. But like and what I in your brain? A- oh, sorry. I'm still interrupting you. <laughs> Go ahead. You're good. You're good. I think it was mainly, you know, it was more like hyperpigmentation and uh-huh. not so much fine lines and wrinkles, but I, at that point I had never, um, had, Botox. I had never even had microneedling. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had, you know, maybe a facial once a year. It was mainly 
uh, this focus of, okay, I need to start doing something other than just washing my face and putting right. a moisturizer. And I really want to start focusing on what specific things I do for my skin health. And, um, so I, first thing I did was I bought a pretty high priced vitamin C product. Right. I never used a vitamin C and, um, I am just a total chemistry nerd. You know, it's, it's part of what my schooling is. That's what, that's what I was going to ask. Like what, what in your brain, like most people who purchase a product just, well, I mean, yeah, most, most people, but you're not most people, they purchase a product, they use it and they like move on with their life. So I'm like, what? What about your brain said, I have purchased this product. I would like to actually make it myself. Like I'm so fascinated by uh, that mindset. And I think you're answering well, it, that you're just a, a complete chemistry nerd. I am. I'm just a total, like for me in school and an undergrad, as well as pharmacy school, I was just medicinal chemistry really spoke to me. I do not know why. I love medicinal chemistry. And so I think when I picked up this vitamin C product and I turned it on the back and I was just looking at the ingredients, like I'm not, you know, really in a, at that point, an ingredient label follower, you know, really tear right. apart an ingredient label, but I just turned it on the back. And basically I was looking for vitamin C, right? Mm-hmm. Just ascorbic acid or vitamin C. And I saw a version of it, a molecular version of it based off just knowing what to look for. But I was like, what is this? And Long story short, I went down a Google rabbit hole mm-hmm. of teaching myself basically what a vitamin C product is, why we need antioxidant serums yeah. for our skin. And then I learned about the ester versions of those different versions of vitamin C. And I basically opened up Pandora's box of the creativity. I felt like I lost as a child. Yeah. Yes. And I then moved into essential fatty acid components for our skin health with, you know, things that you get from like a plant uh, based oil. Um, It really just started to kind of grow legs with the things that I started looking into. And before I knew it, it had just taken over this piece of interest that I had not really tapped into. And with the vitamin C product, honestly, I was like, okay, after you really teach yourself a lot of things and they make sense to you chemically, mm-hmm. I thought, oh my God, I can actually make this, you know, uh, I don't know. But I was like, I know I can make this. So, And you did. Started with me and I did. I ordered my own scale and I ordered some ingredients. I knew what, what concentrations that you needed for really penetrating your strata corneum. I understood what compatibilities there were with other ingredients that really boost your vitamin C capability right. to give you antioxidant support. So I ordered everything and had never made anything like this. And I remember the night that I got everything and I was calculating everything out on like a post-it note. And my husband walked in and was like, what are you doing? And I said, yeah. I'm making a bootleg vitamin C serum. <laughs> and Don't worry about it. And- don't worry about me over here in my little science corner. And so basically I made this vitamin C serum and I started to apply it, told no one about it. And a few weeks later, about three weeks later, I was, I was with some girlfriends and they looked at me and they said, what are you doing to your skin? And I said, well, what do you mean? They said, it looks brighter. It looks, you know, healthy. Like, what are you doing? What are you using? Isn't that I wild? And it's crazy. And I said, well, I'm making a bootleg vitamin C serum. And they asked me to make some for them. And so I did. And again, 
really just shared that with friends. And as that was happening, I started to go a little deeper into um, all of these components of skin Uh health and ingredients that we can access for skin health. And before I knew it, I was at a girl's night with friends. Let's say this is like three months after I had, you know, made this first version of an antioxidant serum. And I had a lot of wine with my girlfriends and they talked me into, Allison, you've got some really great things here. You Mm -hmm. know, the education piece of this, you know, the ingredient profiles of this. I had given them some facial oils that I was starting to use. I started to really focus on taking care of my skin's health and they wanted in on that. And they talked me into creating a company. And that is the short version of that. And I started a a skincare company um, while I was still being a full-time pharmacy administration manager. Um, It was a lot. I mean, it was a, it was a lot. Yeah, that, that is a lot. And I think what's, what's so crazy about your story is, and we talked about this a little bit at lunch and I was like, do I pull the, do I pull the veil back? Do I not pull the veil back? And I'm like, I think I'm going to pull the veil back a little bit today. Um, Just for, for savvy listeners, most of us who have our, I'm using air quotes, own line of, of skincare, you know, we're working with a company, it's, it's private label. We're not liter- quite literally in the lab, like compounding it. You, you actually had took ingredient A, ingredient B, I'm simplifying this, but you know, and mix them together, like you quite literally made your own skincare, which is so unique in this day where it's really easy for us to get good skincare, um, and put our, put our brand on it. Um, but we're not, we don't really control it. I mean, listening to you talk about ordering these ingredients, I mean, I'm like, how do you, you know, you've got to think about shelf stability and expirations and, you know, kind of drug, drug interactions. And I mean, just the amount of brain power, I think that it took for you to start from nothing, uh, is just totally fascinating to me. So if you've been following DabbleCo and me for any length of time, you know that I'm super careful with anybody that I endorse or any partnership or brand here. So the goal is always to share evidence-based medicine and things backed by actual science with our audience and our followers. So I was thrilled when BetterHelp approached me to do a partnership with them. So thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is an online platform that connects you to counseling in an incredibly convenient and affordable way, which I think are the two biggest barriers to counseling, access and affordability. So I was actually really surprised when I looked up their rates for counseling. They were a third of what I feel like I've ever heard and what I've personally paid. Um, It solves both of the problems with literally the click of a button on the internet. So I have personally seen the benefits of counseling. I know firsthand how important it is, and I know it plays a crucial role in mental health. So check them out, and they will know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your first month of counseling if you head to betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Um, so it's super easy, betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Thanks, guys. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I, listen, it was not, it was not all rainbows and butterflies. Let's be real honest. So like, yeah, as I would, so, so this is how it would go. As I really put my hat on this entrepreneurial hat, I had never had before, right? Up to this point, I had been a full-time pharmacist, um, in a hospital setting. And at this point I was 
full-time pharmacist during the yeah. day, drive home, mad scientist down, at and, night. Oh, and just start everything. So it was a crash course in business. It was a crash course in shipping. Yeah. It was a crash course yeah. in packaging, a crash course in building your label, as well as being this mad scientist in the kitchen. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm almost burnt my kitchen down a couple of times, you know, my husband, God mm-hmm. bless him. <laughs> Um, he, he hung on, you know, white knuckled it with me because as it started to grow, it really was word of mouth at first. I didn't know really where I wanted this to go, but I knew that I'm not a, I'm not a side hustle type of gal. I knew if I was deciding to do this, we were going all in and, um, it, I mean, Claire, it's crazy. Like it just opened up this childlike creativity piece. I feel like I put away a long time ago. Yeah. And I think that was the driving force for me as I started to research things that just really interested me and started to build what my pieces of the puzzle look like for what my brand would be. But when it, what would really happen is you learn, you learn from mistakes and you learn from really great things. And that's everything from building your business to where you're sourcing your ingredients, yeah. to where you're sourcing packaging, all of those things. And, um, I would do this until about two to three o'clock in the morning, every morning for a year. And then I would get about three hours of sleep. Like I had a newborn again. And then I would get up and go back to the hospital all day. I mean, honestly, I was building a skincare company and I was running on wine and adrenaline and and lots of coffee. So it, so what talking about, but just building this thing and I'm like, okay, what again, back to your brain that I'm fascinated about. Like, what was it that motivated you that you said, here's what I'm doing that's different than what I see that's already on the market? Like, let's, let's talk about that. So like vitamin C, there's a million really good quality vitamin Cs. There's a lot of mediocre. There's a lot of crap. But like, what, what said to you, I would actually prefer to make this myself. Was it the quality of ingredients or you just didn't know? I know one of your thing is synthetics, which we'll talk about that, but just kind of, kind of what, what was it that said, I can do it better. Or I want to make it better. This is kind of a layered answer, but I'll, I'll tell you kind of the pieces um, of this pie for me. So number one, I already had the education piece that helped me know how to make these decisions. And I felt very, very, I wouldn't say convicted. I felt very ensure assured of my abilities with, um, the knowledge base that I already had built in that I had never even accessed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that was already there, right? I knew how to, I knew how to pick apart studies. I knew how to pick apart ingredients. I knew how to um, kind of assess those things and what was important for actually improving the health of your skin. The other piece of this is really, as you build your brand, um, it depends on what you're focusing on. So if you for instance, for me, it was really important for part of my mission to be a very accessible price point um, because yeah. the pharmacist in me will never die, right? Yeah. The pharmacist yeah. in me is speaking and building a brand and speaking to customers as a patient, as in your skin is your largest organ, mm-hmm. right? Like we take care of our heart or we try to take care of a patient's hearts or their brains in a hospital, skin gets looked over as the largest organ. So I think for me as a pharmacist, I already had this perception um, of, okay, I want to treat this as we're improving the health of someone's skin. So that really narrows down 
what my focus was on what ingredients I really wanted to start to focus on to start the brand. From there, it went into, for me, I am, I'm one of those people that when I say I'm going to do something, I go all in and it's a serious investment of my time and my brain power. And I think what happened is I married this piece of myself that had been on autopilot, right. Of knowing all of this education and all this career experience and never access these kind of particular pieces. Right. And then brought in the creativity and they all started to make sense with what I wanted my brain to be about, which is um, science backed ingredient profiles, right? So really a streamlined profile of, of products, but have science backed ingredients. Um, Since I'd become a mom, I started to become a lot more conscious of, you know, I'm not like a granola mom or anything, but I was choosing to be more intentional in in what I was choosing for my daughter, right? Supplements and vitamins are just a part of so many of our daily lives now. So how do we know what to choose in a brand? My family personally uses Thorn. Thorn has partnerships with hospitals and universities across the country, including the Mayo Clinic and Charleston's own Medical University of South Carolina. You can order any Thorn product through me when you create your account at thorn.com slash you slash dabbleco and you'll receive 15% off and free shipping on all your future orders. When you create your account, you'll just be prompted to confirm Dabbleco as your referral and the discounts applied in the cart after you create your account. Again, that's thorn.com slash you, like the letter U, slash Dabbleco. And you can also find the direct link in the show notes. So then I chose to focus on naturally derived ingredients that had a proven track record. Because the closer that I personally, when I started the brand, could stick to a naturally occurring variation of an ingredient, which is why I really speak a lot about naturally derived ingredients rather than natural, you know, it's more of a naturally derived ingredient. Um, I just think the better that it would work. So I took that and used that in building this brand that all of the ingredients that I really want to work with are naturally derived. But does that mean that I don't think synthetics Mainly, we're talking about a, a synthetic vitamin A product, right? Like a retinol. Do yeah, I think what, those are what does that mean for consumers? Like when, if, when people are listening and they're like, okay, I don't know that, I don't know what that means, like naturally derived versus synthetic. And so, so what does that mean for consumers, consumers of your brand or consumers of any brands? Kind of, can you kind of expound on that? Yeah. So, um, you and I talked a little bit about this, and I would love yeah. for us to about a little further in just a bit, but we, you know, as a consumer, you and I are both consumers as well, right? We consume a lot of things. I consume and a lot. And when I consume a lot too. And when we are given certain markers, let's say, which for you and I in a skincare space, that is something like medical grade or clean beauty or green beauty or, um, organic beauty. Those are all specific marketing terms. If you take those away and you empower a consumer to know exactly what that means, the the power of the education piece is really what I feel like is missing in the skincare industry or in a lot of industries because of marketing per se. So when we talk about a naturally, a naturally derived ingredient, basically that's saying something that the original molecule came from the earth, right? So let's talk about vitamin C per, per se, or we can okay. even talk about a facial oil. You started um, with vitamin C. So I'm, I feel like that's kind of our, our, 
And most people connect, will connect, or at least most people listening that connect with skincare will connect with vitamin C. So yeah, yeah, use vitamin C as your example. I'd love to, I would love to hear that. Yeah. So if we're taking vitamin C as our example, so the actual molecule of a vitamin C is coming from a parent compound of an ascorbic acid molecule. Okay. What a lab can do, which is Mm -hmm. not bad. This is not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Is they can change some of the molecular structure on ascorbic acid per se, and they will then, um, add a group, a molecular group onto something that will either make it um, better for certain skin types, or it will make it um, maybe less potent, Mm -hmm. or it will change the shelf stability of it, just like we were talking earlier. Mm -hmm. So naturally derived is taking a natural molecule from the earth and basically just pulling out the goodness from that. So let's say- Leaving it more as Right. So a lot of people um, associate vitamin C with, with um, oranges. Okay. It's not that I'm taking an orange and squeezing an orange in a serum to get vitamin C. That is what a lot of people, if we're very layman's terms would think vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. But a naturally derived is saying that that ascorbic acid, which is the the active component of vitamin C, right. Of that orange Uh that is, that is extracted out and that is freeze dried down into a powder or some sort of extract to then be it's natural, but it's just derived from what the natural source was. Now synthetics are where a lab is able to create the molecule from scratch without the orange. Let's say like without, so without the orange, I am like so fascinated right now. I'm like, wait, you're telling me someone, someone is taking an orange and how in the hell are they extracting only that one molecule that they're looking for? But you know what? That's why I don't work in a lab and I'm not really a scientist because this, <laughs> these things I don't understand, but someone does. Well, you know, and we, we're using like an orange per se, but okay. Another example is a really great example would be like a facial oil. The skincare market is just inundated with, um, you know, facial oils and there's so many different sources of a facial oil. And the thing about a facial oil is it kind of oils get bad raps because people think that oils actually will make your skin oilier, but the science behind your actual oil production in your skin is it's called sebum. You know, this, our natural oil production is it's a feedback mechanism. It's a feedback loop. It's it's really guided by our androgens, which is like our testosterone levels, female Mm -hmm. and male. And for females, you know, that's really around your cycle when you have surges in certain, you know, hormones. So this feedback mechanism of oil production, people don't realize that if you strip all of the oil out of your skin, which is what we're kind of taught in our teenage years. Yeah, you're gonna make too much really harsh acids. Yeah, Mm -hmm. your skin freaks out and your skin is producing that oil as a barrier for the organ. It's a protection for the organ, right? Because the skin is an organ. So if you strip out all the protection, it's that feedback loop that our body freaks out and it starts to overproduce because it thinks, oh my gosh, I have no protection. Let me produce more. Whereas if you put the right types of facial oils on your skin, you can actually really regulate your oil production in that way. And from a natural ingredient, those come from um, cold pressed nuts, barks, fruits, 
um, seeds, things like that. And willow bark. When you big, take, big fan of willow bark think derived products personally. I'm I'm a real big fan of willow bark <laughs> too. Yeah. I actually bark. have that in, in I do too. I've got that in, in a couple of products. And um, but you know, let's say if we're talking about a facial oil and and, and I've got all right, I'll let's say blueberry seed oil. Okay. That's okay. that's an oil I use in one of our cleansers. Can you imagine how tiny those seeds are of a blueberry? Actually cannot. Yes. No. The, the thousands and thousands of pounds of blueberry seeds that are actually put into these cold pressed machines mm-hmm. and the oils that come out of that, that is a naturally derived ingredient. Got right. It. So it's not that I'm taking the blueberry and I'm taking those seeds myself, those tiny grains of sand of seeds and squeezing them myself, but a, a company is able to naturally uh, are using Somebody a press machine yeah. yeah, to then extract that. That's a naturally derived ingredient. And oil is a tricky thing too, because, you know, we're really, we're basically in a constant battle of making not too much. Like if you, if you're an overproducer of sebum, so, so sebum can actually you would think, oh, I've got more oil, therefore my skin is more moisturized and that's more anti-aging, but it, it's not. So sebum ages us if we have too much and it also is a, a contributor to acne. Um, but like you said, for acne patients, it's it's a huge battle because your, your, your brain says, get rid of this oil, dry it out, get rid of these spots, but you can pretty quickly get into a place where you're over exfoliating the skin um, whether it's physical exfoliators like a like a scrub or chemical exfoliators like a different acids, like you said, um, and, and it's a co- kind of a constant battle to get to the right level of sebum, if you will. Yeah, I'm with you. So I think the way that um, I kind of describe this when I'll have a customer reach out to me for recommendations or I'm speaking to someone or I'll, I'll do some pharmacy lectures every now and then about kind of skincare is it is a balancing act for sure. And the balancing act comes okay. in with, if we're really talking chemistry here in our, in our bodies is the sebum. We never want to strip that out, but we also want to make sure that once it's in the pore, we don't let it sit in the pore very long. Yeah. And the reason why is that it's sticky. It's very sticky in our skin cells. We create skin cells, you know, what, every 28 to 35 days. Oh, so okay. every 25 okay. to 38, 28 to 35 days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're, you got these baby skin cells and they're being created deeper in our skin and they're working their way out. That's why things like, you know, your vitamin C's and your retinols increase your cell turnover. They push those baby skin cells out to the surface so you can have these young, new, fresh. You want the baby cells, cells right. We, we want the baby cells at the surface. Yeah. We want like the old doo-doo you looking dead out. cells. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Okay, wait, while I'm thinking about it, I did. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sometimes up here. I'm like, sorry, mom. Sorry. Okay, while I'm thinking about it, you obviously have a naturally, like we've talked about this whole podcast, you have a naturally derived line that you could put in the, I know we talked about marketing terms, but like you you would kind of, I I would think, put yourself in this more, you know, the natural products category. But I want to talk about the word chemical because I think you can give an extremely uh, obviously kind of middle of the road explanation and, and not opinion. I mean, there shouldn't be opinions on the word chemical, like it's just a word, but can you talk to people who are, are listening that hear the word chemical and are terrified? Because clearly you are 
a friend of the granolas. Clearly you are a friend of the skincare junkies, you know, and tell me about the word chemical. I'm here for all the people. I'm here for all the groups. Everybody. (laughs) A woman of the people. I am... I'm a woman of the people. Um, so from a pharmacist perspective, this is where I really, I love to be able to have this background to be able to speak to this because I love when you see all the granolas get into arguments with all of the medical society. Oh, I'm like, guys, it's so bad. y'all need to take it down a notch. <laughs> I'm so like, bad. everybody needs, needs to put their swords Relahe, away. It's Chem- so bad, yeah. Yes, chemicals are safe and good. Okay. Chemicals are safe and good. Chemicals are also things that are in everything that we do and see and touch every day. Hydrogen, oxygen, water. Those are made up of chemicals, right? These are literally elements on um, just the scientific periodic table, you know, that we take for granted because we learned it and just kind of stuck that knowledge in the back of our brain. So everything's a chemical. Chemicals are safe and good. There's two pieces for me personally that I focus on where chemicals can be seen as not safe and good. Yeah. That is the con- the concentration of what chemical yep. is being used. Or the dose. And the compatibility of that the concentration piece with the dose. Uh-huh. And then the compatibility. It's literally the exact same as being a pharmacist when I'm making an IV drip of, let's give me a benign drug that we can sit and talk about that, you know, everyone might hear of. Let's say- Advil, Tylenol. Yeah. What anything. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Tylenol, you know, Tylenol. It's a chemical, right? It is a safe and good chemical at the dose and concentration that has been studied and approved Yeah, in it full, full stop. But if I was to triple that dose of that chemical, then it can become unsafe and ungood for my body. The same goes for every single thing that is used on our skin, whether it falls into a synthetic category, whether it falls into a natural category, there are natural items. There's natural skincare things, botanical extracts even. And I use those every day that if I was to quadruple my dose of those, I can't Uh, tell you that that is going to be a safe and good. Eat a spoonful of it. Yeah. I mean, I think we even too, we miss the mark with things like, you know, Hey, listen, you can go in your backyard and like find a plant and there's nothing more naturally derived than that. And if you eat it, it's going to give you, you know, vomiting and diarrhea, possibly death, depending on what it is. I mean, there's poisonous plants, poisonous mushrooms all, all over. So it's just, it's so interesting because it's a very, there's a lot of cherry picking going on with the use of the term, you know, the use of the word chemical and, um, and I, I don't think I, I, I don't like the dichotomy of like, everything is safe and good all the time versus, you know, every, everything is a chemical and chemicals are dangerous. I think we have to try to like with this conversation right now, just educate people on what does it even mean so that they can make educated choices on what they feel like, you know, what chemicals are you willing to use or not use. And it's a personal choice for a million different reasons. Um, you it's know, talk, so true. It's talking so about true. our kids. Like you say, I mean, you say dichotomy, right? And it's, yeah. I, I'm like preach sister because yeah. it's basically, there is a middle ground here for everyone. Just like mm-hmm. we were talking about sebum and things like that. There's a balancing act for everything, but like, let me give an example. So with our brand, if you were to make a purchase of skincare, you get a personalized regimen card with your 
items that you purchase. That empowers you as a customer to make an informed choice for your regimen, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With that comes application and frequency of these items. Now, if you were just to go willy-nilly and start applying things, very benign things like a detox mask, right? That's a very, very substantial clay and charcoal. Wonderful for detoxing our skin, pulling out impurities. That is a once a week product. If you were to apply that every day for seven days, your skin would be so not good. Sahara desert dry. Yeah. And you will have then um, really compromised their skin barrier where you have all of that nourishment and protection. You would have just wrecked it. Yeah. That is, those are two very natural ingredients. But if you went nuts on it, right? Ham on this, then you can do just as much damage as if I told you to apply an entire tube of retinol to your face. And oh, yeah. So that kind of, to me, dichotomy, you're, you hit the nail on the head with, you know, that speaks volumes of natural versus synthetic versus natural versus natural. It's all about your dose concentration and compatibility. And that is kind of where we always focus as pharmacists. So I think the pharmacist piece of me is so, so alive in this brand, even though I use natural and naturally derived ingredients Uh because they all overlap. It's, it's knowledge, it's power for any consumer, skincare or not, the knowledge is where it's at. And if people feel empowered to know, then they can actually choose the right way to use ingredients. Are there ingredients that you won't have in your line because you, not because you think that they're bad. Cause I know we had this conversation and um, Allison and I went to lunch for like two hours, by the way, for, I'm sure everybody's like, when did y'all talk about all this? So we had a delightful uh, Mexican lunch. We were both like, we are the most like absolutely manic. Like it was so great though. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground in like two hours, but Okay. <laughs> Is there, are there ingredients that you feel like you probably won't have in your line because they're really only available as a synthetic and, you know, in that case, are you like, Hey, if you really need a retinol, I can't get it as a naturally derived. I mean, I have no idea. Cause I'm just, I, I, I don't know what's available naturally versus synthetic. Um, what do you know what I mean? Is that, am I like asking that in the right way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. So one of the pieces of of my mission of Imaging and Co is that everything is going to be a pregnancy and breastfeeding safe product. Because when I created the company, I, you know, a lot of what really goes into this was being a mom and focusing on, you know, the intentionality of what I was putting on her as well as what I'm feeding her and you know, just things like that. I started to focus on someone other than myself. That's what we do as moms. So I really made a very conscious effort that I wanted to focus on ingredients that were pregnancy and breastfeeding safe, because yeah. I know that, you know, in our traditional um, skincare education and, and, and in the skincare space today, that there are things that we consider not pregnancy and not breastfeeding safe. Right. Okay. So but wait, let me, I'm about- going to push you on this. Okay. But you know, the FDA is changing it's consensus on topical vitamin A because it's not systemically absorbed. So like, what if if you want to know, if you want to know my, okay. So totally give you my full opinion of a topical vitamin A as a pregnant woman. And this is for Allison who's pregnant with her daughter. (laughs) I would have absolutely no problem applying a topical vitamin A. And the reason why is because of the systemic absorption is not there. Right. Okay. It's just not, it's the same as salicylic acid that is considered 
above a certain concentration to not be pregnancy safe. Right. 2% salicylic acid is a game changer for hormonal acne and very nodular cystic acne patients uh-huh. and consumers and you know customers. But if they're pregnant and they are worried about a salicylic acid product absorbing into their bloodstream to affect their child, that is just not, it ain't that's happen. just not... No, it's not an evidence that makes sense. So I, there's a lot of typical things that I say, absolutely go for it. If you feel comfortable doing it, I, and I give a lot of my own opinions about what I feel comfortable doing and I am not against a synthetic retinol, like we're saying a synthetic vitamin A being applied topically while you're pregnant, because exactly what you just said, it cannot be systemically absorbed to a point to affect a fetus. But for ingredients I won't use in the lime, yeah. um, if I'm sticking to my mission, it's yeah. going to be everything that is considered right now pregnancy and breastfeeding safe. So yeah. I don't yeah. use a, a synthetic retinol. However, I use a natural alternative to retinol, which is Bacuchiol um, and moth bean extract. Yeah, two wonderful products. So I try to have the options for people that wouldn't go that route. But then also when people ask me for recommendations, I truly come from this health professional pharmacist perspective of, I make a lot of of recommendations of imaging and co-products with XYZ cut, like in conjunction with, right? Yeah, yeah. In conjunction with, and that includes people. And there's no, there is no one skincare line that does that like everything they do is the best. Right. And I mean, I'm sorry to offend every skincare company in America, but like every line can't be good at everything. So there are going to be things in your line that are better for a certain skin type or, you know, this facial oil achieves this better than the other facial oils or whatever. But then it might be like, you know, her, eye cream, I'm totally making this up, but like her, her eye cream doesn't achieve X, Y, Z results in the same way that this other company does. I mean, there's just, there's no one line that's going to be every product of theirs is the best at everything. It's just really difficult to do that because every line kind of has their own thing that they focus on. Um, like just thinking about, you know, uh, Neocutis, for example, their whole thing is human growth factors, right? And so all a lot of their products have human growth factors in them. So they will be able to do things that other lines that don't have human growth, growth factors may not. And then I think if I can think of another line that's like got a got its own. Um, oh, so Epions, a lot of their products have azelaic acid in them, which is another ingredient. It's just, you know what I'm saying? So Mm-hmm. I, I love saying your line may achieve a lot of things for that one customer, but they still might need this one other thing at the end of the day. And and that's okay. I think they should all be used together. That's when I think you see the best results is, you know, focusing on the, what line is best for the problem for that patient. And how can I use that in conjunction with what they're already using and also making people comfortable, you know, kind of going back to the pregnancy thing, it's a risk benefit conversation that I have with my patients. And, um, there are just some women that are like, I, I, I've got to be, you know, on this regimen where everything has been proven to be safe, which is really tough, right? Because we don't Mm -hmm. typically study things in pregnant women. So there are some really benign ingredients that like, you're not going to find a pregnancy category because that particular ingredient has never been studied. 
Um, but I love, I love having the option of, of having a line and saying, but I, I am only using ingredients that, like you said, you know, retinol you'd be fine with, but it's not, you know, in writing yet in a way that makes pregnant women always feel comfortable and safe. Does that make sense? I feel like I just, yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) no, I get it. So, you know, it goes back to that, like knowledge is power. And I think that that is, is a piece, a very key piece that's missing from a lot of different industries. And as I have learned as a business owner and a skincare company owner, in this specific space, I've noticed the lack of the education that is there for people that is easy, fast, accessible information. And I think I, I'm here for all of everything you just said. I feel like I can't be everything for everyone, even though huh, I'm going to try my best. You'd love to be, right. I would love to be, but, but I honestly want people to just have healthy skin and yeah. if I can find items that work, but truly have a high quality ingredient that serves a purpose. Like for an Imogen and Co product, it's a very streamlined approach in our ingredient profiles that you're not going to have seven emulsifiers just to give you a great feel of the product. You're going to have the two emulsifiers that you need that have a very clear indication for why they're in your, in our formula. Uh, same with preservatives, the same with, um, I don't know. You can look at a a totally different ingredient profile and know how to read an ingredient ingredient profile and know that if I can go down this list, if someone sends me, Hey, what's your thoughts on this product? Mm -hmm. I'd say, sure. Send me the name and I'll look it up, give my full opinion. It's never coming from a place of this marketing piece, right? It's coming from the actual ingredient profile and what does that do for the health of your skin? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of what I use and in, in our mission is improving the health of your skin, like I've mentioned, but also aging gracefully. Um, so I really want to talk about healthy skin as an organ. Mm-hmm. And I let people know that when they're asking me my opinions, that's where I go with it. But I also don't want people to sacrifice their need for like the science kind of backing and a piece of like innovation mm-hmm. when they're choosing their skincare. Mm-hmm. So I'm very open with you know, and transparent, which I know that there's a lot of companies that are not about, okay, tell me what's working for you. Don't change what's working for you. What are you needing? Let's find you something that works. And so I will even write on these personalized regimen cards for every order that comes in. If I have had a conversation with that customer that goes on their regimen card, right? We have a printout uh, sheet that goes in and it kind of will copy it over. So they know when I told them they needed to use that 2% salicylic acid product and I use willow bark extract, which is the parent naturally derived version. Right. And mine's a 0.75%, which is a concentration that all skincare, skin types can take, but they need a 2%. Well, I will write their 2% in that I recommended for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that I just don't want people to have to have to really sacrifice their need, but I don't want them to equally sacrifice the quality of their ingredients, the ability to pay for their rent or their light bill or their next meal with getting something that is improving the health of their skin and organ, but also knowing that they feel good about what they're putting on their skin to look great but ultimately they're improving the health of that organ. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it really does. And I, I think that's, I think that's a great, you know, a great philosophy to have. Um, and I'm like internally debating. I, I, 
I, I'm like, gosh, do we just, do we wrap and do episode two or can I fit this into the next 10 minutes? But I'd love to hear, um, we're going to do episode two. I think that's going to be a given, but, um, so I, I'd love to hear why, why you think luxury skincare brands are so expensive. I mean, other than the marketing, like what is it that these brands are using or think consumers think that they're using that's making them like La Mer, for example, it's like $400 a jar, oh, like total crap. You know, there's like nothing helpful it's, in it. Yeah. What, what is, what I are mean, we do doing really with yeah. You really want me to go all honest here on this? Okay. Of course. So, so first of all, luxury as is, is a marketing term, you know, like we're going to sit here and we're talking about like, if you, if you take all of our adjectives away in a skincare world, really what you're left with is what, what is this bottle in my hand? What is it made up of? What are the factual pieces of this? What does it do functionally for your skin? Those are the pieces that are usually in the gray area and left out when brands are larger and they're really coming into the forefront for consumers to look at. And they're replaced with terms that are all of these marketing terms, which Uh is luxury, Um, a green beauty, a greenwashing is a very serious thing, even though I'm working with natural and naturally derived ingredients. And I really focus on trying to be as sustainable as I can. The guilt trip that a lot of clean and I'm using air quote beauty companies have done to people is absolutely obnoxious in, in my opinion. Could not um, agree more. So it kind of, yeah, it's just ridiculous. But also you see that on the, the medical grade, right? These quote unquote medical grade companies, because yeah. then they move into marketing, marketing terms like luxury. Yeah. Luxury is what we, as a consumer, we attach that to increased cost. It's almost like it's a justifiable adjective to be used to say, Hey, we're luxury. So expect $300 price tag on this 30 mils of what's going to be in here. La Mer is a perfect example of what you just mentioned. So if you were to turn on the back of, what is it? $380, I think for a jar of La Mer. The the little one, the tiny one. The tiny one. I don't even know how I just remembered that. I feel like I'm like, wow. I'm really impressed with myself. I'm not going to lie right now that I put that price. <laughs> well up done. Well done. My head. That never, that never happens. Um, but I remember the first time I, I've never tried Lemire, Mer and I just know the first time I turned on the back and I looked in the ingredient profile. Oh my gracious. There's not skin health. And again, you have to understand I come from, that's where my perspective is, right? There's yeah. not skin health ingredients. It is full occlusives. It's, it's, it's literally slugging before slugging became a theme, hmm. but it's every possible slugging occlusive in an ingredient list with absolutely nothing to improve the skin cell health. Right. But also there's nothing there other than things like if you took a hormonal acne, nodular acne customer and you slathered La Mer all over their skin, I can absolutely guarantee you that they are not going to have a benefit for their skin health and yeah. they're not going to have Be a result game over. Yeah. like, yeah. And it blew my mind when I was like, Oh, it's full of mineral oil, which is a comedogenic scale oil number of like five, which means it's like lathering worse than coconut oil on your, on your face, Ugh. which is very, very congesting to your pores. Yeah. It's full of mineral oil. It's full of petroleum, things like that. And that is what you're paying $380 for. 
Yeah. It blew my mind. And that's when I started to be like, okay, transparency is the key here. And you know, that transparency is falling yeah. by the wayside, the more that we kind of totally. go further into this industry. Sorry, I'm totally getting into my only like no. opinion about here, but no, I agree. And I, but I, think, I think you can say the same thing about med- the term medical grade. I think on the flip side, we've also started using that in a way that's it, we've kind of weaponized it of like, well, if you're not using all medical grade skincare, like you're not going to see any results and it's, you know, total crap. And I don't believe that either. Like, I think you actually can have some things that you can buy from the drugstore that will be helpful. And then, you know, prescription medications and even things that are kind of in the middle, like a facial oil, that's a good quality that you're not going to find at a drugstore, but you're also not going to see it at Nordstrom for $400. And, but you know what I mean? I think a lot of these terms have just been, um, so, weaponized in some ways and yeah and then ingrained where we we're just kind of put ourselves in one category and and really um there's benefits to to so many different things yeah I agree so you know I think that there's if I sprinkle a little medical grade in with um, natural per se with a prescription yeah it's really what works for people people's skin is so customizable and it's unique to them but when you're looking at companies that might use certain terms I truly think that it's um, I don't know but I what my assumptions are and my opinions are is that you know the pricing of products and things like that are covering their overhead costs, you know, their investor money, um, their labs, you know, their consu- not consumer studies, but their clinical studies to pay for all those things. There are margins on their products. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're fully women run and manufactured in one facility, you yeah. know, and, and full my investment. So I can only speak from that. But when you talk about other companies that kind of attach these terms, I think it's to cover some other areas in their, their pricing, you know, that basically is just covering all of that under one umbrella. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty fascinating for sure. I think transparency is something that hopefully we'll see more of soon, but um, okay. Allison, where can people find you and your products? They can find me online. I'm a direct-to-consumer website. It's www.imogeneandco. And Imogene is E-M-O-G-E-N-E mm-hmm. and co.com. Also, I'm on Instagram at two underscore. So it's underscore, underscore, Imogene and co. And then underscore, underscore on the back end. And I'll um, put that also in the we show have several, um, Okay, perfect. There's like, um, we've got some dermatology offices, esthetician services, and some small skincare um, companies or boutiques that carry us. And you can find all of those stockists on our website. Awesome. Well, gosh, y'all, this is such a good conversation. I know we'll be doing episode two. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you liked the episode, please, please give it a rating, subscribe, share it with your friends. All of that helps me continue to get good guests and continue to do what we're doing. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.